Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello. Welcome, everyone. Post AEW Rampage, the first dance, post whatever that other company did tonight. <laughs> I'm Jeremy Lambert, joined Alex Pulowski. Alex, yeah. how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty good. Wrestling made me feel as good as it has in a long, long time tonight. Uh, and and that's, that's a pretty cool feeling. It was great. It was certainly a night to remember. And we're going to talk about it in 90 seconds after this ad read. I'm not on tonight's post show because I'm here in Las Vegas. Well, why am I in Las Vegas? SummerSlam. I'm excited for it. Are you? I got a way you can get more excited for it. WrestleRumble.com. They got a pick them going right now for SummerSlam up until the event where you pick the winners. You pick uh, how long matches will go how many finishers it'll take, a variety of things. So even if you're interested in the card and you want to make yourself even more excited by adding some stakes, or you're not interested and you want to make yourself interested, WrestleRumble.com has you covered. Also, they've got a Just a Buck uh, contest right now. One dollar gains you an entry, and you can win three Winged Eagle title belts, different colors. Second place wins mini Winged Eagle title belts, my favorite world title personally. WrestleRumble.com, I personally play this every single month, every single event they do it. And if you say, oh, that couldn't be me, I couldn't win that. The last couple of winners have been from Fightful. They've been people that have heard about WrestleRumble.com from Fightful. Won thousands of dollars, you know, lots of money. How about that, that grand prize, winning real money? And then our, our mod Hannah won like 732 belts, looking like Ultimo Dragon. WrestleRumble.com. Check them out at WrestleRumble on Twitter. Kate is here. Is there anything like important that happened tonight, Kate? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Honestly, <laughs> Garcia closing out the show. Did you miss it? <laughs> 
That was pretty oh good. Oh, pretty good. <laughs> oh Ed, Edge rejoined the Brood. That was a that was a pretty big thing. Edge oh. was back in the Brood. Yeah. Jake Cargill actually like wrestled the match. Kind of. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. she was, you know, she was there. Young yeah. Bucks were out there. That's fun, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I turned into such a tiny human so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we have we have a lot, a lot, a lot of super chats. I'm gonna try to they're they're all they're all CM Punk related as as you can imagine. If you missed it, if you somehow missed it, CM Punk back in wrestling, back in professional wrestling, as he said, for the first time since 2005, mm. he's back. He's going to be there every week. He's going to wrestle Darby Allen at All Out. Let's get to let's get to all these super chats. Uh, Anthony Velasquez says, "I'm so happy that one of my all-time favorites, CM Punk, is back, and that the return was perfect. It's such a great time to be a wrestling fan right now. Uh, I love me some Sova." Says, "I'm not crying. You're crying." Our guy Ricardo El Idolo del Destraction says, "Can't wait for the Sting Punk interaction at All Out." Jake Kohler says the dirt sheet boy reported this to the folks first. Just remember that that alone should make you all subscribe to Fightful. Going to have to wait another 200, 2,766 day, six days to buy this CM Punk shirt. Yeah, go to Fightful Select. Sean's already posting some news on uh, the CM Punk negotiations and contract and everything. We hit like 3,500 subscribers this past week, even like 36 as of today. A lot of people, a lot of people supporting the Fightful Select. Pulowski and I are going to have to do, we're going to do like a cult of personality yes. uh, sing along here <laughs> at some point. That'll be good. That'll yeah. be good. That'll definitely be good. I know every word if you need help. I, you knew every word to the pipe bomb promo. <laughs> and you even remixed it on the fly, which was very impressive. I very did. Yes. It was well practiced. <laughs> Uh, damn, it's Smidget says AEW has brought me back to wrestling. SRS at everyone. Congrats on Fightful success. Remember a year ago, Fightful Select being at 56 when I joined now, over 3,400. Uh, I may not I may not have watched wrestling, but I, I've always watched Fightful. All of you all in the community. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. And that was a big, big super chat. $150 on the oh, super chat. Wow, right? thank you so much. Damn, it's Smidget. So thank you so much, buddy. Uh, well, it's I'm not trying. like you go spend that money on CM Punk merch because – the website has crashed, so oh, give that money to us. It's not over here. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need that CM Punk shirt. Let's go get some masking tape and wrap it up. Wrap up your hands <laughs> and put a yeah, little, exactly. little X on it. Do this. Got a pair of socks. Yeah. Everything's oh, that's good. There you go. Uh, Arthur Steele says, "Pumped to be part of the record super chat night." There's a special moment in time. Great work, SRS. You submitting yourself as the guy. CMF. He's not here. He's not yeah. Man, who cares about him? Yeah. We're bringing in the money, guys. We're, the numbers on this are going to be like really strong. The money's going to be rolling in, and I'm going to take all the credit for it. <laughs> Taking all of it. Uh, Natched Bogan? Dang, oh boy, that was just awesome. I was so happy at marking out, bro. Thank God that he debuted. Thank you, SRS, for the wild ride of news. He's back. Ricardo El Idolo, no distraction. Uh, FF. S, worth your money, worth your five dollars. I guess that is Fightful Select. Um, where we're mad. Oh my god, Luis is moving super chats as, as I'm doing it. Uh, Daniel R, thank you. Uh, shout out to Luis Polito, by the way, who is uh, keeping up with all of these. Um, as I 
as they roll in here and I just try to read them off. All right, Daniel R. It is it is nice when fans are happy about wrestling, not like Raw. Started watching after Punk had left. It was cool to see him in the ring and being himself eloquent because I wonder if Punk and Cabana will run a program. Uh, Swiss Roll Chris says, is there still heat between Punk and Cabana? We'll get to, we'll, we'll talk plenty about CM Punk and what he means to AEW and everything else um daniel r says hi all nice to see alex brewer's looking good why, why is this under the cm punk session are i have we, no idea what are we doing here <laughs> what are we doing here because 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 like 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 cm punk the brewers are future champions <laughs> <laughs> uh brandon tungate says aw makes people happy that's all that matters casey heenan says the possibilities are endless for punk and aew eloquence says tony khan two-time Booker of the year. Book it. He's going to win that award for like as long as until like Joseph and I get the pencil. <laughs> Tony's just going to continue to wrap that up. Uh, Devo Miller says when, when CM Punk came out, I automatically had goosebumps. One of the greatest, if not the greatest pops in wrestling history. Hashtag CM Punk day. Kyle Mayer says, I've never been prouder to be a wrestling fan. And I know that sounds passe, but honestly, there was always a level to keeping my fandom on the download. Not anymore. I'm so, so proud to be a fan of Alex. He's just a fan of you. Yeah, it was me. Just me. Yeah. I don't actually Mostly care about me. wrestling. Just like sour grass. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame him. Uh, Isaac Merriweather said, seeing CM Punk sit down in the middle of wrestling ring made me feel like a teenager again. <laughs> Tears. Um, Van Twinblade just says, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Turner says, actually cried in the teacher's room watching CM Punk's return. Cannot wait to see how his career goes in AEW. Want to see Punk versus Jay White. Uh, our buddy Lisa Lockhart says, for my exploding girl, Kate Hensler, he is back. Mike Provencher says, my seven-year-old son who's never lived in a world where Punk was an active wrestler, and I both got positive COVID. To- oh, my God. I'm sorry to hear that, Mike, and for your son. Uh, he says, Punk got me back in wrestling 12 years ago, and tonight was a much-needed bright spot. Buddy, take care of yourself. I'm glad yeah. there was some escapism with wrestling. Hopefully we help in some way, but please, please tease. Take care of yourself and be safe. Yeah. Oh man, so many, so many more. Thank you guys for all the super chats. Get them in, get your question, comment, statement read on air. At some point, we might like review these shows. It yeah, might, I don't know. This, this whole show just <laughs> might be like me reading super chats. Uh, Nick, Nikolai Kreese says, The chills, I almost cried at home. How does the United Center still have a roof? Also, Garcia looked great. He is back with ice cream bars. Uh, Brian Heath says, Alex is the best in the world. Alex, you're big. You're more over than CM Punk. You could sell out. What's the big arena in Milwaukee Center? Well, they're they're playing it next week. They're yeah. the, the, the UWM Panther Arena, where the, where the circus used to come. I actually went and saw a circus there. It's a huge arena. Like, if they sell that thing out, it's a, it's big. It's not United Center, but it's big. What What's the uh, the, the arena that the Bucks play at? Pfizer? Pfizer Forum. Yeah. There you go. They, yeah. they can go there. They, yeah. they tease you like they tease CM Punk. It's so true. rap. Yeah. It's complete. That's Easy. right. <laughs> uh, Mikey Sr. says, my God, what a crowd reaction. CM freaking Punk is all elite. Nerd Guru says, how does he do it? In one promo, he shot, uh, he shot, he started a feud. He took over wrestling. A legend. I'm blown away. Still can't believe it. Brian F. says, oof, the anti-AEW weirdos on Twitter tonight. Uh, J.K. Shaw, our pal, says Punk saying his time on Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday has to crush Joseph by not showing up uh, to work on Dark and Dark Elevation. <laughs> not point God work tonight. Thank you, J.K. Shaw. Pal right there. Rob Reed says, what do you mean cry? I didn't cry. You cried. Shut up. 
Uh, Zoe Zydrick says, our hero is home. Hannah Allen says, oh my God, the feels. Guys, this was something special. I've already on a rewatch. I love that wrestling makes me feel something. Lots of love. Joel Toscano says, Kate, you have lipstick on your teeth. August 3rd says, what's CM Punk? Wait, I'll and, explain that like inside baseball so y'all don't think I'm weirdos because I've cried yeah. off all of my makeup on another <laughs> podcast that I do called the Mark Order Podcast. I have lipstick on my teeth and anytime I have lipstick on my teeth and I'm on with male hosts, they never notice it. And then I go back and watch it and I got like, I was Barbie pink lipstick on my teeth. So that's <laughs> what that was about. That wasn't just like a weird... It's not currently the situation because there is no makeup because I have no face anymore. Because ah, right. Right. <laughs> Lorenzo Torres says new people are going to turn into AEW because of punk. Evan Wright says he got ice cream bars night one. AEW shop is dead. Stare in rehab too says I have to thank pro wrestling and AEW for making me cry tears of joy for the first time in my life. I'll remember tonight. Anytime I have a bad day. Ben Morris says Punk's promo was pitch perfect. Have some money. Thanks, Ben. Uh, T-Mac says, so the fight to get a new CM Punk shirt is officially the new fight to get a uh, PS5. Site has been crashing since 10.02. <laughs> Look, man, you're going to get that Punk shirt on the busiest weekend of the year, and you're just never going to never gonna wear it. That's right. My PS5 <laughs> sitting over there. Uh, Beer What says it was perfect, and I think we are caught up. I, for now, keep sending them in, everybody. Keep sending them in, and we will get to it. We'll, I, I've already seen a bunch of more, but let's actually talk about this. CM Punk returned. I'm just going to throw it right to our CM Punk expert, Alex Pulowski. What? <laughs> I mean, no, I'll, and, I'll, and, I'll throw, and I'll throw it over to Kate because Kate's the one who explored what a team it. Player. I, I, I what will a team say, player. I will say, I, I, I sat there. It just just enraptured at the idea that this guy was gone for the better part of a decade said he was never coming back he's back for like 45 seconds and he's <laughs> the biggest star in wrestling again like that's what he can do before he ever even opened his mouth when he opens his mouth it was over but just when you saw that arena do that for him and him specifically I don't know how you could not how you could think that a guy like that doesn't move the needle. <laughs> so Kate, what do you think? Um so I'm going to try and do the substantive things that I liked about it before just unraveling entirely. Um one of the first things that I took away from the full segment was I love that we immediately know that he's not going to be in a title picture. He's not going to be chasing Kenny Omega around it all out. Like they completely clarified off the bat that he is facing Darby Allen at all out. So like all of the kind of speculation around that um, was put to bed. And I feel like that was a really important part of the promo that just like nobody cares about right now because <laughs> of the circumstances. But I was like, that's actually really nice to have that clarity because everybody was talking about like, well, now if it's not Adam Page, what is it? Like we put that to bed immediately. Um, so I just appreciated that about it. I also was at Ring of Honor and then I come home and he's putting over Ring of Honor on television. Like what an insane uh, like hour and a half of my life. Like what a beautiful thing. And um, I mean, just all of it from that first guitar chord of Cult of Personality. I like thought I was really going to unravel, but I was so taken aback 
about how emotional he was about it and so stunned that it was like actually happening to see him just literally fall to his like knees about it and see him get choked up was like paralyzing. Um, and just all of the the things that he said about WWE without it being like a chip on my shoulder promo, but saying he couldn't get well in the place that made him sick. Like it all felt so authentic and sincere. Um, and he just seemed so happy to be back in pro wrestling again. Like as the CM Punk mark of all marks, like that made me so happy to see him so happy to come back to something that he had so much resentment for clearly for a really long time. And to talk about all the young talent that's there just to speak so sincerely about it. Like my personal markdom comes from this era of like 10 years ago where he was like talking about positive mental attitude at a time where I was like kind of dancing around this idea of like being able to be a survivor of your life instead of a victim. And like all of the sudden, all of those feelings came rushing back, just like seeing him talk on my screen. And so I always say like, it's so funny because I didn't watch wrestling as a kid, but it made me feel like a child, even though I started watching in my twenties because he was that impactful on me. And I know a lot of people have shared that experience, whether it's like through their straight edge journey or like through PMA or whatever, or just like his ability to rally against his boss and be a voice for the voiceless. So um, it was amazing how um, just like it threw me back to this other moment in time while staying in this very real moment in time through what he was saying. It was really, really cool to have this like very odd combination of like so much nostalgia, but him be so rooted in a present day product at the same time. I was very overwhelmed and I had someone else in the room with me, my, my, co-host from my other podcast, The Mark Order, who went to ROH with me, who left early with me because he's a really good dude. And I was like, this is awesome, right? This isn't just my emotional reaction. He was like, no, 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 no. This is like incredible what's happening. Like the crowd reaction is insane. Everything he was saying felt so sincere and the possibilities of what he could do for this company. Um, and we both like kind of after had this moment of like, dude, there's still Daniel Bryan waiting in the wings. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going to be next? So, um, yeah, I was just, like, a big old mess for a lot of emotional reasons. But also, I don't think they could have done this any better. To have it open up the show so that it's not hanging over your head the whole time. Everything that he said within that promo felt so sincere to the Chicago crowd and to the pro wrestling community. And on top of that, we have some clarity about what the first thing he's going to be doing is, right? He's going to be facing Darby Allen at the pay-per-view. Um, so I just thought all of that functioned super, super well in the opening of the show. And I can't believe I actually only took like three minutes to say all of that. Back to you, Jeremy. I thought it was the correct call to open the show. We did a lot of fantasy booking on this. Like, oh, does he come out at the end? Does he shoot an angle? Like, how do you do this? I was like, Nah, he's got to open because the crowd is going to be impatient. They're just going to be chant for him all night anyway. And, like, you've got to give them something immediately. And you know how, how long he's going to take. Like, you can't block off that yeah. time of being like, oh, let's start the show or let's let him come out at quarter till. And then, like, he's only got 15 minutes, assuming there was no overrun, which there wasn't an overrun. Um, you know, you can't just block off that time. You need to give him as much time as possible. I thought opening the show was the right call. He looked so happy 
to be yeah. back. And like, I'm, I'm not the biggest punk guy. I'll freely admit that I enjoyed a lot of his ROH run. I enjoyed a lot of his WWE run, but like, I'm not this, like, he kind of soured me like after leaving WWE, the stuff with Cabana and everything, he dunked on one of my, my articles. So like, I don't really care for him because of that. Um, like I'm not the biggest punk guy, but like, it's cool to see him back. Like, there's no denying that this guy, like he changed, he changed the business whether you want to admit that or not, like he changed how things kind of worked in WWE because guys like him weren't supposed to succeed in WWE and he was able to succeed. And did he have a chip on his shoulder? Yes. Was it right to have it? Probably. Like if you don't have a chip on your shoulder, I sometimes think like something's probably wrong with you. Uh, like he changed the business. I thought this was a, I thought it was a great promo and that like, he didn't just take a bunch of shots at WWE. He said a couple of things. I like that. He used even WWE's verbiage against them of like, I left pro wrestling in 2005 because I left ring of honor and now I'm back here. Like he was in sports entertainment, right? That's what they want to call it. Yeah. So he, he wasn't lying with that. I thought it was a great promo. Like you said, Kate, he set up the thing with Darby. They've been teasing that pretty much since they announced the first dance. So I like that that was uh, immediately clarified off the bat. We're just going to do Darby. Punk even said in his promo, like, I'm here to work with the young guys. I'm not here to, like, do rehash a bunch of stuff that I've already done before and stuff. Like, I want to work with the fresh guys and, and just try to make them better and challenge them. And look, we know they got a lot of eggs in the Darby basket. They he's been main eventing a lot of dynamites. Uh, like when he was when he was the TNT champion, he was main eventing a bunch of shows. So they clearly see Darby as a top guy for them. We know Darby's creativity when it comes to this stuff. I think that's a great first program. I thought this was a home run segment. That was an absolute home run segment, Alex. Yeah, no, it's one hundred percent from from him from from the the. The intro and like the five seconds, just let him scream CM Punk for a while. Let him chant it for about five, ten seconds, and then hit him with the cult of personality. And the and the, the roof, the roof blew off the place, and rightfully so. But like, not only that, but like the 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 trip down the ramp with 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 the with the deviation, with taking a Lambo leap into the crowd. Um, and this and the security going. Well, wait, that was not planned. Please come back. Please come back. If you die on your first night here, I am so fired. Come back out of the crowd, sir. Um, yeah, uh, that was that was great. Um, but that 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 moment, they let him walk down to the ring, and they went to the went to commercial for ninety seconds. Was like, because we'll let's just let him talk after that. I thought that was fine, and like let we will hear from him right. This so let us all take our take a breath. That was cool too. But that that shot of the arena, like they they know how to light and shoot an arena, so it feels even bigger than it is, and that's the biggest basketball arena in America. So like that, it felt like it was just tens of thousands of people, like there for him. It felt momentous. It felt like it was special to him. You could tell his eyes were like this close to welling up. Like it was a really cool moment when he first got on the mic. I, I really appreciated. The um the 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 terminology he used of like I was sick and I couldn't get healthy in the place that made me sick and like that for like right there that's great you don't even you don't even need to bring it up again his his why he had to leave the other place and that all that it was it, that was all taken care of for me um I, I love that he mentioned the boys in the back and that if if we had guys like that in the back 
young and hungry and wanting and, and being in a place that would nurture that that youth and that hunger, then maybe I wouldn't have left, basically. Like if I had those guys to work with in, in that locker room, then who knows what would have happened. But those young guys show up in that locker room and get beat down and their morale just gets caved in and they got nothing there. And I felt it too. And I had to leave. So here the locker room is completely different. So I got those young guys I want to work with. I did. I appreciate he said, I got some old scores to settle. He said, I am here to wrestle literally everybody in that locker room. And I am here to watch him do it. So let's, let's get it going. I, I've also appreciated. He said, he's not on the Brock Lesnar schedule. He's not like, you know, I'll be here a few times a year. I am here on Wednesdays and Fridays. Let's get started. And I love that. It, uh, they're doing a media call right now. And one of the, the things coming out of it is his deal is not part-time or short-term. So we don't know full details of his contract. I mean, he said just as much in the promo. I'm here Wednesdays. I'm here Fridays. I'm here for the pay-per-views. As uh, I think J.K. Shaw said, like, Guess he's not working dark, dark elevation, knock off that ring rust, build up that record a little bit. They, they love to pad them records uh, on dark and dark <laughs> elevation, but yeah, he's going to be there. He's, he's already going to be on the next dynamite. You know, he's going to be in the build up to, to all out. We know he's wrestling at all out, not a part-time schedule at all. How long is the deal? Don't know that yet. I would imagine he's going to be there uh, for, I'm, I imagine it's a multi-year deal. Like I don't think he's going anywhere for a while and I like that, like like you said, Alex, he's there to work pretty much everyone because everyone likes to, to say, you know, oh, it's a WWE roster. It's a WWE roster. They obviously got some guys, but who is he worked there? He worked not this, not this version of John Moxley. He worked no. Dean Ambrose. He didn't work this guy. He worked Jericho. Like who else is there that's kind of like a full-time guy that he's actually like had had kind of a program with? Sure. Yeah, no, I mean that, that's absolutely true. Um, uh, yeah, he's he is there. He's is there to work anybody, anybody, and everybody. Um, and I I feel like there's there's a little bit of like when 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 you love coming to work, you love your coworkers a little bit more. You know what I mean? When when you're, you hate your job, every time you walk in, oh that guy. Hi Tim. Yeah, no, I I didn't see the Bachelorette last night. No, maybe next week. I hate Tim. But if you love your job, you're like, hi, Tim. Yeah, I totally DVR'd it. I'm going to watch it tonight. Like, you have this camaraderie. And if it's not there, the job is even more so, like, a, 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 you know, a, a, just a weight on you. And if you feel like – I don't know how, how often he's been around that in the AEW, how many times he's, like, just showed up to a taping and seen what it's like backstage. But I feel like he's got a good – good idea of what what how things are done there Every, it's totally different everyone praises it i've never seen like anybody that has come in there even the people that have just like stopped by like hoovy was just there for one night and he's like yeah after my match tony khan was there give me a thumbs up give me a hug like it was nice to just get like positive reassurance from from the top guy right there conan talks about it yep. and he's only been there a handful of times he talks about how great it is backstage like everyone talks about that backstage environment and just how it's it's there's so much camaraderie there. So yeah, it, like you saw Taz afterwards, he's just enjoying himself eating his ice cream bar after the segment. Like everyone seems to really like working there, and I think this will have an impact on like the Cabana stuff. We got to kind of touch on it. There's not great history there between these two. 
They're going to have to interact. It is a big locker room and everything. I'm sure they'll run into each other. I assume they can be professional, uh, but it seems like that's a very good locker room and nothing will quite get out of hand on that. Um, where are you at on that, Kate? On the Cabana stuff specifically or the, the stuff locker room? Um, it seems like Tony Khan works really hard to make sure that that's the case. Like it, it seems like he's very protective of the energy around that locker room. And it probably also helps to Alex's point. It's a lot more fun to see people a couple days a week than 300 days a year on the road or whatever. Like, I think the schedule is something that people recognize, but maybe don't think about enough because it's like, you know, they rotate talent every week as is, and you're only doing that once a week. Right. So it's really easy to go to work for 24 days a year when your job is to get your ass kicked, right? <laughs> like versus 300 days a year. Like that's a very, very big deal. Um, you know, I, I, as far as the punk and cabana stuff, that just sucks. It just sucks that like a lifelong friendship ruined because of that type of thing. Um, I, you hope that they can at least be professional. I can't imagine they didn't think that they would run into each other again at some point. Right. So I don't know if they've already had like some sort of clearing conversation. I don't know if they're just gonna, you know, say hi and do whatever and head in separate directions, but like, they can't have anticipated the scenario wouldn't come up even at like a Chicago comic-con situation or whatever. Like they're going to cross paths again, based on their lives, I would think. So, um, you know, hopefully they let bygones be bygones at least, you know, it would be nice if they could repair things at best, but um, you know, people grow and they change and they mature and punk himself had said in interviews that he's not that same guy. Thank God, because that guy was a, broken he was a broken guy in every capacity physically mentally emotionally so um you know you hope hope for the best but it is very nice to hear that people just love to to work there it seems like like not to be too marky but like when sunny kiss isn't even really on tv that much and just tweeting about how much sunny kiss loves to be an AEW, like that rules <laughs> like who doesn't love to see that so um, between the schedule and, and people growing and changing and the overall vibe there, I think it'll be a really productive situation, I hope, for everybody involved. We know we're getting CM Punk against Darby Allen at All Out. I'm assuming Punk ain't wrestling on a Dynamite or a Rampage between now and then. What are your expectations for this match, Kate? Uh, there's a lot of things that I really like about this. First, um, Darby bumps like crazy, you guys. So to have a guy be getting in the ring for the first time um, with someone who's going to bump like that for you, I think is smart because all the reports have been that Punk has looked good, like he never left, but like, why not put someone who is going to just roll into the front row if you sneeze on him the right way. That's really smart. I like that he's not near a title picture off the bat. I know people have had conflicting ideas about that, but I think it's good because you already have long-term stories underway in the main title picture. And I don't think Miro and Punk is like, they're quite off the bat, but you also put him with a top draw in the company. You don't, you don't want to kill, kill you don't want with Miro. Die. Yeah. Yeah, and you're you're already gonna literally murder Brock Anderson with Malachi, right? So, um, but I think you know there's a very natural story here that they're both two straight edge kids who are kind of these outsiders who 
both had family members um, that were alcoholics that caused them trauma in real life. Like such a natural story there. He's one of the top draws in the company. He can get even more made by punk. Um, and he's, he's the main event guy without a title right now. That's what Darby Allen is. So it just makes so much sense in my mind that you throw CM Punk in there and I don't know, let's pop a million and a half guys. Why not? <laughs> Alex, uh, what do you think of this matchup and expectations uh, for it? Well, I, I mean, I, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I think that I, I really appreciate that um, a punk like wanted to work Darby. Like said, like apparently during the scrum, he said that if he was a teenager, Darby Allen would be his favorite wrestler in the world. So like he wanted to like do, do like said, I'm going to let's do this. I want to work this kid. This, this is going to be fun. And Darby's like, yes, I would love. Yes, I will work CM Punk's first match back after more almost a decade. Yeah, I'll do that. So these guys are going to have a blast uh, doing it, putting it together, making it great. And and for me, I'm I'm really interested in seeing where it goes off of that. I saw people, oh, then we're going to get Punk versus Sting. And, oh, then we've, we've seen Darby Allen is friends with John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. So we're going to get CM Punk versus one of those guys. We could. Or it could be like a one-off. Here's your first match back. It's awesome. They shake hands in the ring afterwards. And Punk gets to move on to whatever is next. I mean, I don't know. There's a, there's That's what I love about it is that CM, is that CM Punk is, is, is coming into a place where it doesn't feel like, well... We're going to do – this is an obvious thing we're going to do, and we're going to have rematches of that for the next seven months. Um, it, fe- it feels like anything that he does could be fresh and new and, and will have a purpose to it. I trust them to figure out a, a storyline reason for him to get involved with literally anybody. Like, you could, you could name any of the top 20 wrestlers in, in AEW and say, that's Punk's program after Darby, and I would say, yes, I buy it. Just let me know how's, how they're going to get there, and I, I trust you guys to figure out how to do it. That's that's what, that's the kind of goodwill that they have built with me over the past couple of years. Punk, because I've, I think because he's been out for so long, I don't think he's going to get enough credit for just, like, how creative he actually is and how his mind works. Like, he's been doing a lot of interviews this week, and I've listened to the majority of them. And when he does talk about wrestling, like, and when he talks about some of the storyline ideas and whatnot, like, you see how this guy, how his brain works on this stuff. And, like, this is why Darby makes sense, especially as it's short-term. Like, he's coming in, you got, like, two weeks to build this thing, right? So you got to you gotta pack a lot in these two weeks. Kate, you mentioned all this stuff with, with like, the straight edge and their families. And, like, you can eat, and Darby's a creative guy as well. You can easily tell this story in two weeks. I think Darby is the perfect first opponent for him. Cause like you said, Kate, he's just going to bump his ass off for <laughs> punk. I think any of those guys like Moxley or Kingston, any of those guys afterwards makes sense or would have been perfect first opponents because they're all creative guys. They all can hold each other on the microphone there and they're not going to, they ain't going to hurt punk in that first match. <laughs> Let's be honest. This guy ain't wrestled since 2014. I'm sure he looks good in training and everything. There's a difference between training and doing those bumps and working light and everything with actors and whoever you're working with and getting in the ring and working a pay-per-view match against somebody. I know people are like, Oh, have him work Omega. Have him go for the title. Kenny Omega is going to murder this man with a V trigger. If that was his first match. All right. Omega ain't doing light stuff like that. Like, I'm not saying Darby's going light, but Darby will make him look good and, and just bump around for him. And Punk can stay on the offensive a lot of that match. 
you know, somebody like an Omega, Omega's got to get his offense in, and Omega lays that in, and that's a tough first opponent. So that's why I like Darby. I like guys like Darby and Moxley and Kingston as the first matchups for him, because those are guys who are gonna they're gonna work they're gonna work snug, but not too snug with them. And they're a guy; those are guys that can stay uh, where Punk can stay on the offense against them as well. So, and like like you said, Alex, I feel like any program with this guy is going to make sense because all of it is so fresh. Like I said, like only Jericho is like the only program we've seen before. And Jericho is another guy who has reinvents himself and his mind, the way it works too. You can still freshen that up. Everybody else from, yeah. from MJF, from hangman to the elite guys, what I'm, um, you know, Kingston Moxley jungle boy, you can do Christian, like all these guys, they're all fresh. Sign me up for Ricky Starks and CM yes. Punk like oh, sure. any day, yeah. any day of the week. Here, here's the thing about it is that it's so, so great is that we've all just come like, oh, well, ob- obviously we all kind of thought they were going to do Punk and Darby. Why? Because they had Darby say that I can't wait to face the best in the world. That was it. That was all the reason they needed to have this match. So all you need is to have somebody, anybody walk up to him and be like, Hey, new guy. I don't, I don't, I don't like, uh, we haven't met before, but I've heard some things about you and, and that's it. Like and you can do that with literally anybody. Like there's all kinds of guys in the locker room who you feel like might have a chip on their shoulder about this legend who hasn't wrestled in seven, eight years or whatever it is coming, coming in there, coming in the locker room and, and, and swaggering around like, like he's cock of the walk. And, there's all kinds of guys in the locker room who their characters certainly might be like, well, let's just see. And you could pick any number of them to, to go up against him. It's great. I, I think eventually he's going to go heel as well. I mean, he's working Darby and Darby. They're both faces. Like once he turns heel and does that stuff as well, because he's at his best when that's his role, when he's just, when he's a dick like that. Do you know how many times in my head I have played the idea of Daniel Bryan coming out and giving a babyface promo and CM Punk just attacking his neck like brutally for like five minutes and how quickly that would like, oh my God. But I'm with you. Heel Punk is my favorite punk. Straight Edge Society Punk was like my favorite thing in the world. And to your point about him being creative before too, like, if you watched his documentary, like he would stay up late and study like Joel Osteen and those like those TV preachers because he was like, how do I get heat on television as like straight edge Jesus? And he made a 90 year old woman jump the barricade. He was so offensive <laughs> to her. Like he loves. And I think that's why AEW is such a good fit for him. You see Malachi Black making his eye more and more dead every week. Like he relishes in that stuff so much. So Anyway, he's the best in the world, and I'm so excited. Uh, more super chats with Punk here. Nerd Guru says, "Thank the Lord they didn't have Jericho on commentary. He would have ruined the moment with his obnoxious yelling." I think that was storyline purposes. I do think that they caught a good break with that, though. Uh, Injection 2K says, "Okay, so Punk versus Darby is main eventing all out. What do we think of this? I think I kind of think it has to. I I think it goes on first because because it's it's I mean it's just it's an exhibition." Like, yeah, I think I think like they proved tonight you can survive a show if you get your big giant punk thing first or whatever you can provided they're not going to go into his next program right after it, because I feel like 
you have a world title match. You got all these. You have these big, big matches that are on the show. Um, I feel like it's it's CM Punk having an exhibition, a friendly, if you will, between between two guys who we root for. I feel like you can you. Uh, I'm saying it's probably going to main event, <laughs> but the only other option is it going is it is it going first? See, it seems like maybe right now it could be an exhibition. You give these guys two more weeks of promos okay. and. They can, put, they can put some real fire on this. Fair enough. Absolutely. Kate, what do you think? I mean, my... Man. Did you guys see the picture of the merch line today? <laughs> I saw the like, picture of the line just getting into the building, yeah. which was insane. Yeah, I think... Um, I kind of think Alex is on to something with that opening the show because it does make me nervous that it's just going to be like this thing that hangs over the rest of the show because we're in Chicago again. Um I, I'm not going to sneeze at it main eventing. Obviously, that feels like an earned um, feather in the cap for both of them at that point. But I do like, like we said at the beginning of this show, like the idea of getting that moment cleared so that you can make way for the rest of the card might might be that important again. <laughs> for, for example, I don't know how you get through a QT Marshall and... and <laughs> Tall Paul White match. Without, I know how. Without, tall without, Paul. Tall Paul. But they they ain't gonna be chanting that if they haven't seen CM Punk yet. Like, that's think, the thing. They'll be chanting something else. I think you could have done this as an opener if you had Kenny and Hangman as the main event. True. Kenny and Christian just look. I that match was great last week at Rampage. I was there. I, I think they left a lot of meat on the bone that they can pull out uh, at all out. But like it's a match we've seen. The, yeah. the story isn't there, especially compared to the Kenny and Hangman story. I just don't know if that is that could that can be the headliner. The Kenny and Hangman, yes, hundred percent get it. Kenny and like, Christian, I don't know. Yeah. And I, I'm look to be honest, I'm fine with a QT Marshall match getting the, <laughs> the shit chanted out of it. But if they ruin my Andre El Idolo, Andrade El Idolo and Pac match. With, with CM Punk's chance because they said, we got to put the CM Punk match on last. Like, there's some really great stuff that has the potential to be on All Out and get kind of hijacked by a crowd that is that has been, that has hopped up on ice cream bars and, and they're, they're ready, they, they're ready for blood. They need to see their guy. If you do it first, you get that all out of the way. I'm just saying, it's, it's, there's a possibility that they may do it that way. What if you have him come out and say a thing real fast mm -hmm. and then main event. Sure. That could like, at least like satiate them. See, you got I, your, you got your moment might get them through. I don't know if an AEW crowd is going to, to hijack it the way I, a WWE I, crowd. I, I feel like Chicago might. Yeah. Because Chicago it's might not be Chico like Alex Pulowski. First of all, right. it's not it's, Chicago. It's, 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 it's yeah, yeah. It's Schaumburg, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we looked this up. It's like an hour away from Chicago. Yes, Just call it, it Chicago because it's yeah. easy. I'm trying yeah. to meet up with friends there, and they're like, wait a second. This is actually like an hour away from where it actually is. It's yeah. a little bit tougher yeah. than, than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if they'll hijack it in the same way, though. Because like the AEW crowds, like they they just love. AEW stuff, man. Tonight, like I think you had to open with him because you know the, all the buildup was there. He's going to be on TV uh, like twice a week for the yeah. next couple of weeks. They're going to be anticipating this first match. 
I don't think it's going to be just full on CM yeah. Punk chats. The entire What's going to be really interesting to me is to see how many people get pulled over into AEW for the first time because of this Punk thing and are new viewers of this and go, why is there a child with that dinosaur? I don't understand <laughs> what's going on, you know, because they have no other context for anything else happening on the show. I'm really interested in finding those tweets that are out there after tonight. Uh, more CM Punk Super Chats. Nico Suave Rigoli says, The war isn't AEW and Friends versus WWE. It's pro wrestling versus sports entertainment. And pro wrestling is slaughtering sports entertainment thus far. Uh, Yosef Snurk says, Kenta already calling out Punk. Give me what I want. Um, August 3rd says, When CM Punk versus Kenta? Thick Astley says, The sound of the United Center on Rampage was amazing. Pop at my house was nearly uh, as loud. Love everyone on Fightful. What a time to be a wrestling fan. Rob DeVore says, you guys, I just had the craziest dream where CM Punk returned to wrestling and a whole arena finally got their ice cream bars. John Doe says, this is awesome. And Punk, Darby, Sting, talk about three generations of wrestling. Can't wait for All Out. Uh, Pedro Tachi Quinn says, it didn't become real until he walked out of the tunnel. CM Punk has returned. What an amazing time to be a pro wrestling fan. Goosebumps. Zero Fear 94 says, this has been a tough year for me. I lost a lot of people close to me, and this has really brought me so much happiness. I haven't had it in a while. Zero fan. Uh, keep your head up, buddy. I'm sorry. It's been a tough year. Uh, I'm glad, again, this uh, brought you some some levity and some escapism to things. But best wishes to you, man. Uh, Andrew Henderson says, CM Punk brought me to AEW. Love 2.0 on the show. Nick Ortiz says, Roman never moved the needle like that. Ian Hunter, now that he doesn't have to worry about showing up, uh, his boss's finisher. Punk can go back to using Pepsi Plunge finisher. His knees ain't his knees ain't taking that, buddy. Like that, that just ain't happening. Um, Evan Wright says Punk name dropping Britt Baker right away ruled. Nerd Guru says uh, he said he's got some scores to settle in the back. I very much need to see Moxley and Punk so so bad. I think that's a Revolution money match. I cannot wait for Moxley and Punk. Cannot wait. Uh, Hannah Allen, third rewatch. This man obviously means so much to us all, and he delivered. I felt like he was given the time, and it felt raw and real. Oh, my God. Fuck. Uh, Injection 2K. Still can't believe we're talking about CM Punk return. Cannot wait for Punk vs. Omega. Nico Suave goalie again. So now that we know Punk is doing all out, I'm making a prediction. I think AJ Lee is in the going to be the Joker in the Casino Battle Royale. Anybody following suit on that, Kate? No, I think it's going to be Ruby Riot. Alex? Yeah, if it's sending him anybody, it'd be Ruby, I, I would think. Unless she's got her own separate debut apart from that. And if she does, yeah. uh, then AJ Lee would be a super awesome surprise. I can't I handle any more debuts. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm broken after tonight. I'm broken Kate Hensler. That's what happened to me tonight. I, I kind of think that AJ is just like out the game, man. I don't know. Well, probably. Oh, sure. But here's, here's what I love about her. She she could easily just come back and be the best manager of, oh, yeah. of somebody because she's so great on the mic. She didn't have to get take she have to take one bump. Just go out there and get on the mic and put over whoever she's managing and and make her into a star. Or I him, a, for God's sake. Yeah. I have a sincere question. Does anybody give a shit about SummerSlam tomorrow? <laughs> let's 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 stop this WWE and AEW war you're trying to well I like I mean that sincerely. Like, did Tony Khan yes. play this chess game? And oh, I don't yeah. care about SummerSlam tomorrow. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Stole a lot of buzz. Touche. Touche. Uh, Orlando Oriega says, 
Uh, now that CM Punk has returned, bring back AJ Lee. Rob Reed says, I'm so ready for a 10-minute CM Punk, Eddie Kingston promo off. Man, there's so many guys that can go. Like in WWE, you know, you had to work that WWE promo style, and there were only a handful of guys who could, like, keep up with Punk on that. The free reign they got in AEW, man, there's going to be so many great promo wars. Can't wait. Uh, JB Love says, I was lapsed but for, for Punk's first run, but I felt Chicago tonight. Uh, I'm psyched to see him against my AEW faves. Love Fightful. Welcome, Kate. Charlie Davis says, Punk on his knees with the tears in his eyes as cult of personality plays and the building chants his name. I teared up. A moment I'll remember forever. J.K. Shaw says, him immediately putting over. Britt was awesome, too. Adrian P. And just like that, Pro Wrestling Tease has crashed. Welcome back, CM Punk. Um, El Rey... Velez says CM Punk is back. Also, great job, FIFO. Keep up the great works. Greetings from Alaska. Welcome, 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 Alaskan. Uh, CM Romero says, I was at the Rampage in Chicago. It was the greatest wrestling moment I've ever been a part of. Uh, I don't think anything will top it. Thank you, Punk. I hope you had a good time, C. Romero. It seems like everyone there had a good time. I imagine you, you were one of them. Um, and Jay... Piskarik says, Alex, you're 100% right. Pack will be the match of the night. We need that protected. Some stupid punk says, giving money to say I don't care about SummerSlam. There you go, Kate. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for answering my question. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. Any last words on CM Punk, Kate, before I get you the hell out of here? Oh, my God. Just that I'm the happiest person that's ever existed in any moment. <laughs> so overjoyed and thank you for letting me come on and mark out about it and um man it's uh i knew i was gonna lose it because duh but like it's really fun seeing how many people are just have like fallen in love with wrestling again in a way that they haven't in a number of years i think it's it's really awesome to see so um, just enjoy the ride. Don't don't out fantasy book yourself. Don't out mark yourself with this stuff. And like, you know what, too? Honestly, if there's any wrestler that follows me that sees this, like that stuff's really hard and it's probably really taxing. So if you see stuff like this, like know that your impact can be that big because it's a freaking challenging road out there. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. look at what this guy just did for his hometown seven and a half years after he left. Like, it's that important to people. Like, there were a lot of people who, there were grown men crying, not just grown women, grown men crying in the crowd. Like, yeah. you do have that impact on people. And, like, this is what wrestling is all about. It's about these, like, human connection moments and not, like, I love a good Canadian destroyer. Don't get me wrong. But, like, this is what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun and magical. So, like, enjoy that ride, man. <laughs> Jay Pistrick says, Kate, no one cares about SummerSlam unless you're Goldberg Mark. And <laughs> Denise and nobody else. Got and Ian DiMartino says, SummerSlam, nah, son, never heard of her. <laughs> Kate, plug everything you would like to plug. Oh, my goodness. Well, on Tuesday, I'm joining Alex for Sour Graps, and I'm so excited. As excited as we are right now, we will be dressed for an NXT funeral, so... Join us on this roller coaster of emotions, please. Yeah. Um, and then on Wednesday nights after AEW Dynamite, in case this just wasn't enough for you, <laughs> you can join me at the Mark Order Podcast at Mark Order Pod on Twitter. We go live um, right after AEW Dynamite on Facebook, and then you can listen in podcast form as well. And we talk way too long about it, and it's just gonna get worse this week, quite frankly. So. 
<laughs> feel free to listen along. And thank you guys for accommodating my markdom today. This was really fun. <laughs> Kate will be back here next week for my final show, I believe. My final show ever. I'm just, no, people are going to be like, you're leaving Fightful? No, my final Friday show next week. Uh, it'll be myself, Kate, and Sean. Kate, thank you. You still suck at marbles. <laughs> Alex, we have the rest of Rampage yeah. to talk about. Yep. Let's uh, let's get through this, and then we're gonna really get through <laughs> SmackDown. Uh, so after after CM Punk, we had what do we have? Jesus, I can't. Jurassic Express against mm-hmm. uh, Private Party. Christian had a promo. He was hyping up. He was hyping up uh, Jurassic Express. Told him to go out there, beat Private Party, and that's exactly what they did. They went out there. And they beat Private Party. They ex- advance to the the finals of the the tournament. They'll face Lucha Lucha Bros or who's the other team in the tournament? I can't. Uh, varsity varsity Blondes. Blondes. Yeah, yeah, Varsity Blondes. Okay, so they'll, they'll face one of those two teams. I thought it was a good match. Look, they it was a tough act to follow. Crowd loves Jungle Boy. Yep. Private, Private Party is a fun team. Tough act to follow, but they um, they they had a they had a great match. Like yeah, they, they they did some really great stuff. Like the I mean the thing about AEW is that they they're not uh, so deep into the well this has to happen because of this and this and this. So I'm watching it going well this is a foregone conclusion. Like if Private Party had won, I was I, I would have been shocked. But then I would have gone well this might be a storyline that continues building something between Jungle Boy and Christian. Like everyone's like, oh, Christian might be turning heel at some point. So maybe he's trying to drive a wedge between Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus or whatever. Like, I believe that if a shock upset had happened, they would have a plan in place. Like this is going to happen. And then these are the next three chapters of that story. We we got something, right? Because that that moment where uh, I think it was Cassidy rolled up Jungle Boy had all of the tights and feet on the rope. I was like, they sold me a ticket in that moment. But uh, also there was a Canadian destroyer off the top of a, of a dinosaur's shoulders, which I'd never seen before, which looked like it may have shoot murdered Jungle Jack Perry. Um, but I love that he didn't, have, he didn't kick out of it. He got saved by Luchasaurus. That was great. Uh, and I, I did love, I do love, I don't know what they call it, but that weird flipping thing into a catch power bomb that's their finisher, uh, uh, Jurassic Express. I call I, it like the Thoracic Express. Thoracic Express. Yeah. F- fantastic. It's <laughs> awesome to look at. And, and, and uh, man, Marquen looked like he took all of it on the back of his head. So I hope he's okay. But this was a really fun attack match. Yeah. Uh... Seamus Dunn says some really cool moves in the tag match, but is there a risk of some of these moves being too risky? Canadian Destroyer looks scary as fuck. Uh, I, there is, but they're willing to go out there and do them. And they're, this is, they, 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 they don't say, oh, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that move. And the scary thing is uh, at, any, at any point, somebody could take it wrong and get seriously injured, and then the next guy says, I'm not going to take that move. Yeah. But until that point, these people are all insane enough and love the pops they get when they do stuff like that. That they're they're willing to, to, to like I I'm 23. I, I don't need to live past 58. Let's do something. Like these are people who are, who are doing crazy stuff. I mean, Jack Evans was doing this shit 
yeah. two decades ago and he's still wrestling. He's so still wrestling now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can do it and, and yep. still be okay. Matt Hardy, yeah. same thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's true. I know people are like, oh, well, they're shortening their career. They're shortening the career. It's like, man, I don't know. When you're that young, is it risky? Sure. But you can be young and dumb and just trying to live for that pop and you, you'll smarten up a little bit later. But it, it's been kind of proven that you can do get away with this stuff and still go on to have pretty successful uh, and, and fruitful uh, career. Uh, Jurassic Express winning was the right call. I feel like they're going to win this tournament. I think uh-huh. that makes the most sense them against Young Bucks uh, in the cage match it all out be- because of how they got screwed on right. Dynamite in that right. tag team match. And I hope that's the way they go. I there is a there's a good chance that Lucha Bros just win because they think Lucha Bros and Young Bucks in a cage match would be really cool. Yeah, and and we one of those things of like, um, well, this match is gonna this match is gonna kick all kinds of ass. So let's just do it that way as opposed yeah. to anything else. Um, th- sometimes they book things for that too. Um, I do think that if Jurassic Express loses in the tournament, it will, it will, it will be uh, a reason for them losing in the tournament. Like the young bucks might say, we don't want to face these guys. So something happens that they get, if somebody gets attacked backstage or something, they can do some kind of intrigue where there's a reason why they're, they're not able to, to win. Um, Lucha Bros versus Bucks in a Cage would be great, uh, but the story is best if it's if it's a uh, Jurassic Express. Uh, Jade Cargill quickly beat Kira Hogan. I don't think this match was cut for time because the the Punk segment was gonna go as long as it was. I think the squash was the the right move and, and the right call here. Uh, Jade still needs some some like good ring time, but look, she comes off as a star. You just give her some wins, make her look good. I don't know when she's going to be ready for that long, uh, kind of kind of long match where she's got to put in a little bit of work, but this, this was what it needed to be. I thought. Yeah. I, I think that there's, um, there's something obviously that, that Jade Cargill has, that's uh, a natural star quality beyond just her size and, and her look, but, I think there's a way that you can build her into something. I mean, I, no, it's, this is not a one-to-one comparison, but something like an Omos, which is like big, huge, doesn't do a lot in the ring, um, but is going to be kept undefeated and protected for a long time. And um, and they could they could protect her long enough that it becomes a sure thing that if let me for example. If Thunder Rosa were to take the title off of Britt Baker, I could absolutely see Jade Cargill stepping in and saying, hey, little little Chiquita, I want that belt. And them doing that program and making Jade Cargill by having her beat Thunder Rosa. Now, I don't know what happens after you give her put the belt on her, but I, I could see them doing that. Or I could see Thunder Rosa somehow defeating the undefeated Jade Cargill, which makes Thunder Rosa 1 million percent even more than she already is. There's all kinds of things. I mean, you could even do a Brit versus Cargill thing, but I feel like Brit's a heel everywhere else other than Pittsburgh. It's hard to do that match, which is why I think if you're going to do Brit to Rosa to Cargill, I think that might be the play. I'm not sure you want to do Brit and Jade in in a longer match anyway. I don't know if Jade's ready for that. I love Brit. Um her in longer matches, she's got to have the the right opponent, especially if it's just going to be a single. Thunder Rosa is a good call because 
I watched her go 20 minutes with Camille. And, like, Camille's good, but she's still, like, pretty raw, doesn't have, like, a ton of experience. And, like, Thunder Rosa did a hell of a job with her. I think you – I think they're going to take it slow with Jade. I really – there's no reason to rush her. They have the female talent. It's just they don't put them on the show enough and give them anything substantial uh, besides their little match at 930 or whatever. Like, they have the female talent. Uh, I think I think they're going to just take their time with, with Jade Cargill. And they should. They should. I, I think the problem is, like, they boosted the expectations when they put her with Shaq, right? It's like, you put her with Shaq. This is a star-making match right here. Yep. And so everyone was like, oh, you got a fast tracker now. And it's like, she's not ready for that. And that was their own doing. They didn't have to put her in that spot. They did for obvious reasons, but it boosted the expectations, and she should, she's not she's not ready to carry that division. You know, I mean, how long ago was that Shaq match? That was in like, March. Yeah, March. Um, and she's now ten and zero. Like she's only had ten matches since then because that was her first fight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so they're not like they're, they're putting her on dark every week to pop up that that win loss record. She's not. She's not getting that much ring time in front of a camera anyway. So um, if they want to start doing that with her and, and having her, like you could do the thing that they did when Braun first broke up, for, bro, bro, broke from the from the Wyatt family, where they just squashed people. Have her say, I want more competition, and they bring in three girls and she squashes all of them. Like you could do some fun stuff with it until you get to a point where, okay, off, off camera, she's been working with our trainers and we think that she's gotten to a point where she can work an eight to 10 minute match right now. I don't think she's at that point. Uh, Daniel Garcia and, and John Moxley had the, the split promo. Moxley said, get the too many people on the screen. I'm going to beat the shit out of everybody. John <laughs> just, Moxley just rules. I love it. He says like this, this kid's Garcia is pretty good, but he's got a better chance of getting me pregnant than me <laughs> tapping me out tonight. And I was like, <laughs> Oh Moxley. I love you so much. Um, I, I think um, I really want this to be a mainstay of Rampage and Rampage only. The 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 split screen. I think um, it will be three main event uh, promo time hosted by Mark Henry. I think I think it's a really cool thing to differentiate them not only from Dynamite but from anything else on TV, um, and it makes the main event immediately feel bigger, more important. And this was a lot of fun, and I I, I thought the match was great. I mean, for what it was, it was short, but I love the uh, Garcia trying to work over the leg and be, you know, uh, technical guy. And he's he says, "Aha! I am also kind of feuding with Sting, so I'm gonna put Moxley in this Scorpion Deathlock." And then he leans back too far, um, and he leans back so far that Moxley's able to get a get a, a arm around him, work him over into the Bulldog Choke. I thought that was a really cool way to end it. Um, the brawl after was fun too. I kind of thought they were going to have Punk come out um, and and be part of the uh, like not part of the brawl, but once it was all finished and they had the four baby faces in the ring, I thought Punk might come out at least onto the stage and like tip a hat, you know, like you know, hey guys, I'm here. This is this is what Joseph pitched and and combined we bookend the shows uh, with, with Punk is these four guys all in the ring. You get punk out and you get like you just get these visuals of him just staring down all four guys, right? Yep. So you get the four individual stare downs and then you get the one big stare down with all four. And it's like it's just such a great visual yeah. like that. They didn't do it. Like I don't blame that they didn't do it. It would have it would have been cool, but 
I like that they just went off like, hey, here's like pretty much our four biggest baby faces right now yeah. with, with with Hangman off the show. And that's how we're going to close the show because like they obviously got a lot of attention from this show. I imagine they're going to get a lot of viewership on this show. You you end this show with like four baby faces standing tall, looking awesome. It's pretty it's a pretty good deal. Pretty good do- deal there. Um, Pat, uh, podcast was 2010 says dealing with COVID, but wasn't going to miss Buck. Buddy, stay safe, feel yeah. better, take care of yourself. Absolutely. Um, and I'll catch up on the other ways. There are some super chats with Moxley and Garcia. Um, Aaron H says, where are we at here? Okay. Aaron H says tonight was amazing, but I want to shout out 2.0. So happy for them. Uh, and Manuel Rosales says, how about Moxley versus Garcia? That was awesome. They gave Garcia so much that he has to be signed. Oh yeah. CMF and punk. I think Garcia is a hundred percent signed because they signed, they had, Oh my God. Oh no. What? What? We can't hear you. Do you want to say something? Now, you, now, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've got I've got terrible hotel Wi-Fi, but uh, I I don't know where you all are in the show. Hope we just finished SmackDown. Rampage. We're we're finishing up. You're here for the SmackDown review, Sean. Sean's <laughs> 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 <Sean's> gone. <laughs> Am I still here? What did you think oh, of Mysterio no. versus oh, no. Russo? Oh no. Okay, so I, I just did the AEW scrum. Um, yeah, I have no concept of how loud I am right now. So I'll give you guys some notes from that because I know that are, a lot of people didn't get to listen to it yet. AEW disallowed streaming of it, uh, so uh, it will be up on their YouTube soon. But Punk says he's been in talks with them for a year and a half. Wow! And uh, that jives with something that I've, I've kind of heard that I'll report on FightfulSelect.com. Uh, please subscribe, guys. I've got a, a new report up there on everything from tonight. Uh, what I've heard about length and all that. Tony Khan said this is not a part-time, short-term deal. Uh, CM Punk says right now he wants to swim in the AEW pool, but if he is asked to do the G1 by Tony Khan, they'll talk about it. Uh, they they said that this was like the worst-kept secret of all time, and they, they liked that. And CM Punk, I, I thought... It made a lot of sense, not just because I broke the story, but he says that surprises can still exist in wrestling when everybody knows what's coming because the anticipation built and built and built. I thought that was, uh, I, I mean, I thought that made a lot of sense. They, they sold out an NBA arena based on that, for the love of God. Uh, but he had talked with AEW for about a year and a half, and he said that, he was not going to debut in front of no fans. That was never a consideration. Khan said that as well, and that gave him time to get to know each other and talk more. Uh, and CM Punk said specifically, the AEW roster and people around it not bringing up the Brody Lee stuff to anybody until uh, he had passed like they were asked. He said that made a really, really big impression on him. Uh, he said that Tony Khan had the idea of doing a program with Darby Allen, and he had an interesting quote. He said, oh, there's the Young Bucks, there's Kenny Omega, there's Jungle Boy, and he's like, and you don't know who else is coming in? And he goes, well, Tony probably knows who else is coming in. So uh, that, that's a little interesting note. He, he, do, he doesn't watch like Dark or Elevation, but he's going to moving forward. But I got a bunch of notes on my Twitter if anybody wants to check it out. Uh, but, yeah, the full thing will be on AEW's YouTube. 
and we will have all the notes on fightful.com tonight robert and gisberto are working on stories but yeah look a few notes i'm here in las vegas i could be partying right now but i'm here talking to you guys you wouldn't be partying because you brought your wife with you so you i'm going we're going to party right now we're going to the mgm <laughs> we, we got invited to this rooftop strip club gimmick with rv and katie Ford. you're, there, you're not yeah. going to any of this you're about to go to bed don't lie I to the people going to bed it's it's <laughs> 9 p.m. here, Jeremy. <laughs> You're still on East Lambert, Coast time. Old man Lambert ain't even going to be able to get the hops up for a V-trigger by Chicago. What are you talking about? You're going to go came, to bed. I came here today, and Riccacino said that you had a three-and-a-half-inch vertical. <laughs> and I said, Rick, if you don't want to have a three-and-a-half-inch horizontal, go to our friends at BlueChew.com. Use that code Fightful. That's right, my friends. I'm getting two ad reads in on this one. Bluechew.com, that code Fightful. If you are tired of the V-trigger and you're ready to give them that D-trigger, Bluechew.com has you covered. The same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but they work on your schedule, whether you're Pacific time, uh, you know, central time. It'll be central time, all right. But if you're in that, that quit messing mouth with your mic time. so much if you're and in ruining your own time all the time, there you go. Build up the anticipation without even announcing a thing. Hear the roar of the crowd if you're into that type of thing. When you go to bluechew.com and use that code Fightful, you get your first shipment free. Free? That's right. Free. By gosh golly, free. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor's office. You work with their licensed medical providers, and they get the right active ingredient for you. Prepared and shipped direct in the USA. Man, if you want to erect something special and go on a bit of a rampage, this is it. Or if you're tired of the same old rematches and want to spice it up, BlueTree.com code Fightful. Some stupid punk says you think Dong Lord's wife doesn't party. My my wife beat the shit out of Denise Salcedo at the press junket today. Choked her out. Good. Denise deserves Throw the sleeper hold. Good. Good. The Lou Ferrigno line. <laughs> Do you have anything else to add or are you going to keep ruining the audio with your horrible mic? Is it bad? Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're moving around and like, I don't know what you're doing. Is it from this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it really? I'm yeah, so sorry. So. My headphones. <laughs> I bought these for $10 at a gas station. <laughs> it sounds like it. It sounds like it. I'm so sorry. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> there you go. Sean Ross Saf running. Uh, I'll read some stupid punks. Dong Lord. See him dong. See him dong. See him dong. All right, let, let me finish up these AEW super chats. Uh, on the CM Punk stuff, um, Ivan Burden says, "Do you think Punk can work stuff out with Cabana?" We touched on that earlier. Uh, use the use the scroll and, and rewind. Uh, Some stupid Punk says, "Can't wait for for Paige to chug a beer in Punk's face." That's that's a ready made program right there. Yep. Uh, Jay Pisterick says, "Jade is amazing, but Brit um, Brit holding with the whole." But Britt holding for a hole with Adam Cole, baby, as a faction, uh, I need a proud and powerful versus Bucks match for the belts. 
Uh, Nicole Sav, Sav Rigoli says, should there be a women's TNT title? They can't book the women's AEW title well enough right now to do actual programs. But no, the women don't need, need another belt until they can you know, have substantial programs for that stuff. Uh, Marco Carmona says, this All Out is shaping up to be leagues better than 2020 All Out. It was an odd pay-per-view. Hype for the pay-per-view. Some stupid punk says, don't worry about SmackDown tonight, guys. It's AEW. <sighs> Let's get to SmackDown. Alex Pulowski. Yeah. We are at 110 on this show. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to finish this show by 120. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Super Chats on SmackDown. People say, uh, like Jeremy, uh, Jeremiah Mikowski, what's a SmackDown? The Nerd Guru says, was there even SmackDown tonight? Um, shoot, I clicked off of the wrong wrong screen. Okay, here we go. Uh, all right. SmackDown, Alex. How'd this show? The show opened with an Edge promo. And Edge, Edge said he's Edge. going to a dark place, mm-hmm. and he's gonna, a, a, gonna place, break. A, a place where his blood runs black. Yeah, what he said, uh, and that he's going to burn Seth Rollins down. And yeah. then later, Seth Rollins came out in an all-white suit and said some Seth Rollinsy stuff. And then, then the lights went red, and I went insane for about four seconds because i was like <laughs> what and i realized they're gonna turn edge into the fiend i mean not really but he dumped a a, 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 a like a truckload of black blood that's a callback to earlier in the night from the promo you see all over all over uh seth and it was they, they can't say blood so it was a brood bath because they're going back to the to the to the brood to him and Gangrel, and people are like, oh, they're going to have the Brood's going to come out. Well, one of them's the Impact Champion who's an AEW guy. So I don't think he's going to be on part of the Brood. Maybe he'll get a new Brood. People are like saying the Brood is coming back. Like Gangrel's going to be his second in this match with with Seth. People have lost their ever-loving minds. No. <laughs> they just they just played it cuz it was cool. I will I will I will I will say this. You know, everyone was excited for the CM Punk return. That's all the headlines and everything. I was FaceTiming with the EP. And like that, as soon as that brood music hit, she like just tossed her phone and ran into the <laughs> living room. And she's like, I got it. What is happening? What is happening? The brood is coming out. Wait, wait, what is going? She didn't give a shit about CM Punk. She's like, I don't, I don't know who this guy is, but the brood theme hit. She was in, she was hooked immediately. Uh, I thought the edge promo was good. I, I even like Rollins promo. I like the, I like the brood thing. That was cool. I've liked this feud and I've liked this feud largely because they haven't wrestled each other a yes. million times and they've played off history with everything. I thought both guys have done their job. I think, I think the match will be good on, on Saturday, tomorrow, today, actually. I like all of this. This and the Cena stuff was the best stuff on the show. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, no, that's it. a, a problem. The problem is, is that you, they, you can't watch this SmackDown absent of the context of what followed it. You can't. You can't. You watch the show knowing Punk's coming. Punk's going to come back at 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 whatever it was, ten oh one Eastern time. Um, and you watch the show and and you say this is your go home show for what you are saying is the 
biggest show of the year for you, what do you got? Well, you got a bunch of damn rematches. And 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 the only the only one of the like you 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 basically successfully built two of your matches for 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 a SummerSlam the 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 Edge and and Seth promo thing with with the Black Blood and then the Cena and and Reigns face off. The problem is we because Sasha wasn't at the show. Yeah, we don't know if that match is happening. And to me, they advertised the, it. They advertised the, it like know, it's happening. <laughs> I know they they keep they keep doing that because because they don't care if they have to if yeah. they have to pull Sasha five minutes before the showtime they'll do it and they won't issue a refund or anything. The only match that I am really looking forward to on SummerSlam is Sasha Bianca too. I don't. I, I I really don't like Edge and Seth will be fine, but it'll go twenty eight minutes and I'll tire of it around minute twenty one. That's just what they do. Um, and and Cena and Roman, like there's some intrigue in it now, kind of. Like if Roman says if I if I lose, then I'm and I'm leaving WWE. That's what he said in his promo with uh with with see with I think Cena. that takes I think that takes intrigue out of it, honestly. Well, they they were selling me a ticket on on Cena winning to become 17 yeah, time. Me too. But he but he can't if Roman's also going to leave. Because then there's nobody there to anchor the show. Casina has said, I'm going to take the belt and I'm going to go film a movie in Europe and I'll see you at WrestleMania. Right. Like, you can't, you can't do that and also take R- Roman off the show. So, so now, okay, now I don't, now I don't, I don't know. See, what to do I, this, I think Roman is, I was intrigued because you could easily do the, hey, Cena is, he can win the belt, he can go film the movie. We know he's going to be at the MSG show. Uh, which it was just a smackdown and maybe you just do the rematch there roman gets the belt back and, and it's fine like i could easily see them doing that but if roman is saying i'm out yeah. if i lose it's like wait a second cena ain't gonna be there roman ain't gonna be there you're really just doing like the same rematches you've been doing because you yeah. ain't got nothing else so yeah. i i think now it's like it's a foregone conclusion that roman's winning and right. i don't think that's good at all. Rob Wilkins uh, says SummerSlam watch along tomorrow. That's right. Twitch, twitch.tv slash, uh, what it was our Twitch, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming uh, with a watch along. There's a new brood. It's Joel Pearl, Bob O'Neill joining Edge at SummerSlam. Oh man, that would, That'd be, would bad. be good. Sorry to uh, hear that. <laughs> Some stupid punk says SmackDown is what punk did to WWE trolls tonight. Uh, people have uh, super chats on the, uh, the, the John Cena and Roman Reigns stuff, which we, we touched on and ain't too much on that uh cyclops better than wolverine says i'm still pumped for cena roman sasha bianca i hope sasha bianca happens that is the match i'm looking forward to the most i think edge and rollins will be good i think cena and roman will be good everything else on this show i i I don't have much interest in at all uh ken shiro says since they officially added that if roman moves he must leave stiff do you think he does an attempt to get buzz after puncture no like like we just said I don't know what SmackDown has if Roman loses. The, and the, 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 they, they also sold me a ticket about Cena becoming 17 time. Yes. Because, because Vince had a falling out with Rick. Yes. If Flair, so he wants Flair to no longer hold that record. I'm sure Vince wants that badly. So Cena becoming the 17 time champion at SummerSlam and then losing it back at MSG a month later, you could have convinced me of that until you did this whole thing with Roman. Like it's like, uh, I don't know how that works. Um, the it's it's none of like I also feel like they did they they did it fairly recently 
like a few years ago, they had a Roman versus John Cena match one on one at like No Mercy. Or yeah, something. No Mercy. And it was it was I remember it being decent, but like now they can't even do like a for the first time ever John Cena. They can't even do that. It's like it's a thing they already did. Like it it, it doesn't have the intrigue that I think that it, they wanted it to. Um, and and everything else on the card just looks so bad. Like everything from Raw looks so bad. Uh, Maniac Madness says, I think there's a chance Cena beats Rain Smart to draw some attention from this punk press. I think there was before this Roman leaves stipulation. Again, they 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 unsold me on Cena winning with this because, like Alex said, I could have totally seen, yeah, 17, stick it to Flair, even if it's not to stick it to Flair, just the Cena winning is just cool. Yeah. But now, like, if you're taking Roman off the show, people are saying, like, Balor. Big E kind of like sort of has the briefcase or, or Corbin uh, has the briefcase, but this, like these this, guys this, ain't carrying this show. No, like, Roman not, is this no. show. You take this Roman stuff off this show. It's raw. It's blue raw. When, yeah. When, he, when Roman started talking about, oh, I'm going to add a step to this. I thought he was going to say, so yeah, great. If you win, you're the 17 time champion. Here's the thing. Um, if you lose, you never get to come back. Yeah, don't come. Like, That's what I thought it was too. I thought it, I thought he was going to say that, and then you'd be like, okay, well then, then Cena wins, and then he sees that she's a seventeen-time champion. We can do a whole big thing with confetti and everything, and then he'll lose it a month later at MSG. But now with this, no, and the like the rest of the show, it's the rest of the show was SmackDown because I'm trying to get this over quickly because we want to get done. The, the I I thought the Otis and Montez thing was good. I thought the right guy won in Otis. Montez coming out looking like Rocky was kind of fun. <laughs> But Otis looks great. He's baby Vader, and I love him right now. I don't know what you're doing with him. Like, he was the guy who looked the most impressive in the ring going into SummerSlam. He's on the card. I don't know what that is. I don't know how that helps. Um, the the Can Shotzi and, and Knox just be the tag champs now? Oh. I mean, it's nice to have – like, Natalia is made out of iron or something. In fact, she comes back and she wrestles a match, and they Dude, made a big deal of that. When... When they told her, yeah, you're going to lose to these two again, she should have just been like, you know what? My ankle's still bothering me. I ain't doing this shit. <laughs> like, the thing Man. is that they they won a championship contenders match before Natty got hurt. Yeah. And so they have to win another one to get a title match? Just have this be the title match. Like, That's I don't – what what is that? And, uh, and, oh, and, okay, listen. 40 minutes before Punk comes back, you put on this – this clown show of a tag match with Apollo and Dabakato in a jacket versus versus Nakamura and his guitar clown. And you have the guitar clown get a clean pin on the former Intercontinental Champion. Like, what is the IC title? What is it? It's nothing. It's it's a it's a prop that doesn't mean anything because it's not even on the card at SummerSlam. The the intercontinental title, which means so much to so much, so many people, not even on the card, like it, not, nowhere near the card, and it doesn't matter at all because you, you think you think you think Apollo Cruz regrets that when he letting Vince talk him into doing a Wakanda accent because no, like because he, otherwise he would have just been sitting and catering. Like but, at least he got on TV. He, he was he, he was that he was the uh, United States champion yeah, without having to do that accent. I mean, he, he was he was a champion at one point. I mean, the, they they had him do it and, and wanted to get him the title, and then never being on TV, losing it on a random TV, and then getting pinned by a guitar clown on the go home in a tag match. Like it's it, it, that, that was not that was that was not. I, good. 
that was that was Heyman getting him on TV though, because he- yeah. Heyman likes him. Like once once Heyman was gone, he was pretty much off TV until you know he went to SmackDown. I wasn't doing anything, and then he finally turned and did all that. I mean, I don't know what what Apollo was thinking, but uh, Bianca beat the same people well, that, she's that always she, beat. Yeah, she beat the same people. She, I liked her promo that she cut on Shasha, yeah. who we don't even know if it's going to be on that, that. Like, here's the thing: if they if they don't have Sasha, do they find another another opponent for Bianca? Bow down. I mean, queen, get the queen, gets, bow gets down, title, baby. Biggest two title matches. Yeah. Um, two, I two title uh, two belts, two belts. <laughs> she wins that thing. You know she what? wins that Raw women's title yeah. early, comes out and wins that SmackDown and, women's title later. And, and they would think that that's that's a way to counteract all this buzz about Punk is getting, <laughs> is getting the Charlotte two belts. Um, I I I think I think if Becky's not available, because that'd be an amazing like replacement. Yeah, if she was available and could do it. Um, like what's Oscar doing? Doesn't she live in Vegas? Like have Oscar show up on the brand of an invitational and, and lose to Bianca in seven minutes. That'd be a good match. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, like I, I, there's somebody saying have Naomi come out and challenge her and, and, and immediately turn heel and join the bloodline. Like yeah. you could do stuff like that, but like they taking Sasha and Bianca off this card, just it, it's brutal. Cause that was such a, such a cool match to, to look forward to. Dude, they're gonna if if Sasha can't go, like Nia Jax is gonna get the title shot. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We're, we're, we're thinking Naomi and Asuka. It's like, yeah. nah. and, like no. especially if they don't have, it'll if be they have Becky, obviously. Like, yeah, it'll be Nia that, Jax. If 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 Bianca comes out there and says, I, I have nobody to face me, and Bianca and Becky's music hits, the Allegiant Stadium's gonna lose its mind. Like that's gonna be an amazing moment. Uh, but I mean, I feel like they're, they're not doing that. Um and then the other thing that happened last, tonight was the Baron Corbin thing, where they just get to just, 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 just beat that dead horse even more with with Pat McAfee calling him bum ass Corbin over and over and over again. He comes out clutching the damn briefcase, and Big E, who apparently hasn't seen Corbin since Corbin made off with his property last week, gets to run in and, and break up a rematch between Corbin and Kevin Owens. And and he steals back the briefcase for two seconds before losing it again, and and now what? Not now, like this is they've they've drugged Big E into this ridiculous storyline. The best thing they've got for Big E, Big E, we we love you. We made you Intercontinental Champion. We're gonna make you champion eventually, which is why we gave you the briefcase. But before that, you've got to have a feud with a homeless guy that we're gonna just make fun of for being homeless. It's the same. It's the same thing what they did with the crown, right? Corbin was a crown. Nakamura stole it. Now Corbin is he's down on his luck, so he's gonna he's steal in the briefcase. In in his, but there's a, the saying that uh, po- uh, possession is nine tenths of the law. In WWE, it's eleven tenths of the law. Like it's it's a hundred and ten percent of the law is 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 possession. It's ridiculous. Uh, Maniac Madness says, when is Logic stopped WWE from doing whatever? Never, never. Nerd Guru says, I'm just so happy to see him punk suck the air out of Vince McMahon's biggest show. I'm smiling they, like they didn't joke. even try to to like do anything no. to make it to make it important to make it to make you like if you're watching SmackDown and say I'm going to turn over and watch Punk after watching Punk like I. I I try to couch this as much as possible because I don't I don't want to come off as being super unobjective. I want WWE to be great. I need them to at least try to be good. 
Because if they're not at least going to try to be good, then get out. I, I'll, I don't like if I'm not being paid to watch WWE main roster programming or even NXT at this point, let's be honest. Like I would, I wouldn't, I would just, I would watch everything else on the other thing because I've been driven away by bad stuff on one thing and brought in by good stuff on the other. I having two competing thriving entities in professional wrestling is really good for pro wrestling and pro wrestling fans. Right now you have a monolith that is crumbling slowly and a brand new thing that is, that is rocketing to the top. And I don't know if both things can survive in, in this particular climate because the monolith is just like not even attempting to hold itself together. They're actively contributing to their own demise. Guys, last chance to get your super chats in. We appreciate everybody joining us here tonight. I'm going to finish up with uh, all of these. Mark Kane just donated five bucks. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Uh, Jay Piskarik says, who invited SRS? We were having a nice show. I agree, 100%. Uh, Kate says, Jeremy, you suck at marbles. Three-time champ. Uh, J.K. Shaw says, wait, this isn't the emergency or ROH post-show. What the fuck, Lambert, you promised. Also, is Alex going to that Milwaukee show next week? I am not. I am not. We are. We are being. We are being extra safe with with a with a with a four year old in our house who we don't know about her because you know she's hasn't had the opportunity to get sick, so we don't know if how well her her immune system handles getting sick. So so uh, so we're not. We're we're going to be very very safe. But God bless everybody who goes out there. Please wear a mask if you're not vaccinated, and please for the love of God get vaccinated. Uh, Nacked Bogan says, Oh crap, I somehow forgot it's the point god and Alex tonight. What a show for you guys to review. Here's some love for you guys. Thanks, man. Uh, Maduka T says, Alex Pulaski is the best in the fightful pro world. Factual. Uh, James Edward Smith says, This blue chew ad is the length of the punk promo, but it was also <laughs> as good. Uh, Nerd Guru has one as well. He says, uh, I know cinematic stuff's kind of behind us, but if punk is down, I'd love to see something like a fun house match with, with punk and Bray. I don't know if Bray's coming into to this territory. Maybe, but I, I I don't know. I I, I know that um, that he's you know teased some stuff about like he had a tweet tonight, like an Eddie Van Halen quote that says yeah. "Rock stars come and go, musicians never die," and I feel like that's what he feels like he is. He's he, that he that is what he feels like he wants to be, and it, it, he may be able to do that in a creative way outside of wrestling or or whatever. Um, AEW seems like the place to be. Uh, so he might want to go there. They may not have a have a place for him to do what his stuff is. But if any place has the budget and 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 the wherewithal to let him do the things that he really wants to do without some some old man standing in the way of everything, AEW is the place. I just don't think it's gonna happen. Guys, thank you all for joining us tonight. Big night in professional wrestling with the return of CM Punk fun night to be a fan. Honestly, like I, I get down cause th this job can be a grind a lot of times, but tonight was, it was just fun to just be a fan and enjoy the, this show and just, it was good. It's a fun weekend. I mean, I feel like it peaked tonight, but <laughs> it was, it was good. It's all downhill from here. This next couple of nights, Alex will see you tomorrow for SummerSlam. Yes. Yeah. So yeah we'll, we'll be here reviewing SummerSlam tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, we'll be here reviewing Big Bill taking the title <laughs> off of uh, Big, Big Bob. That'll be fun. You're going to love that. That'll be a lot of fun to talk about. <laughs> we will be back tomorrow night, everybody, for SummerSlam. It'll be Alex Pulaski 
and I once again Sunday NXT Takeover post show. I'm here again. If, look, if you're if you're sick of me, I'm sorry. Four straight days of shows on this channel. Way too much. Uh, Sunday it'll be Denise and I. At least Denise will be here. She's a draw. Her people like her. Um, guys, thank you guys. Alex, where can people find you? At? You can follow me on the uh, on the Twitter at uh, Alex Sour Graps. Yeah, like I say, I'll I'll be here tomorrow for SummerSlam and. I'll plug all my various things at that point too, because there's this is basically this this got to double as this episode of Sour Graps, which is on Fightful Select. I normally review SmackDown. I just did, did the whole review of SmackDown in about five and a half minutes tonight, so that was good. Um, the, the next episode of Sour Graps is the two hundredth episode of Sour Graps. It is our bicentennial special uh, in which in which I'm going to do something where I'm not going to review either Raw or SmackDown. I haven't quite decided when that's going to come out, but I know what it's going to be, and it'll be a lot of fun. My God, cannot wait for this, uh, guys! Thank you. So subscribe to Fightful Select. You know, we got a big boost after the Punk news, as you can see. Sean Rossap works very hard, uh, reliable, accurate, just just the best. I, I don't like putting him over a lot, but he's the best. Um, check out the distraction Thursdays, three p.m. Eastern. We had there was no NXT media call this week. We did an NXT nope. media call. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Sean Rossap was there. John Alba was there. Brandon Thurston was there. We had actual media people. Yeah. The stupid shit some friends <laughs> do for us. can't believe it. Guys, thank you again. We shall be back tomorrow. Alex and I following SummerSlam. I'm, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about. Hopefully it's a good show. Guys, thank you. We appreciate you guys. Enjoy your night. Enjoy the professional wrestling. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.